All right, hello and welcome. This is Shock Monkey Radio. I got to start with the, the business bit right at the beginning here. FXPG Public Radio is entertainment created for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions contained within this program do not reflect upon the sponsors or of FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Anyway, uh, welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman uh, behind the boards. We got uh, the Hill Hippie. Say hi. Hi. Hi, Hill Hippie. So, uh, yeah, we usually start with our weekends. How was your weekend, man? Uh, uh, long. I actually got the full three-day weekend, which was nice. You know, got to fuck off for a day, do Absolutely. some yard work for a day, get out into the woods for a day, which was interesting and fun. You know, uh, went out mushroom hunting, but it's that in-between season where the summer mushrooms are done. The winter mush, uh, the yes, uh, I'm sorry, the spring mushrooms are done. The summer mushrooms are just starting, so I wasn't expecting to find much. But so, like, I found a, a tiny little uh, lion's mane mushroom. Found a tiny little chicken of the woods mushroom. Neither one of them really worth harvesting, but I took them anyway. I gotta, I gotta have it. Don't judge me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Been slim pickings for you this season, right? So far. So far, yes. Yeah. And, uh, He'll hit you. Interesting. Loves yeah, a little bit. Uh, interesting thing though was the uh, the bear warning in this particular park I went to. Right. You was it Prince William? You said Prince yeah. William County. Yeah. That's two hundred dollars. That payable directly to me. Thank you. Giving away my hunting sites on the air. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. My bad. At uh. This particular area, Prince William County. Or was it Prince George's County? It's too late. You, we've already given it up, man. Oh, well. And, uh, they, as I rolled into the park, there was a sign saying, uh, be bear aware. I'm like, what the fuck? What? what? So I looked it up, and sure enough, there have been bear sightings in the area. You know, running up and down streets, coming out of the forest. I'm like, okay. All right. Well, I grew up in West Virginia. I know what to look for for these things. Poo. Poo. Claw marks on trees, broken trees. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'll keep an eye out. I'm already looking at the trees anyway. Yeah. So, didn't didn't see any claw marks. Didn't see any broken trees that I would associate with a uh, with a bear activity. Did find a big old bear poop. Big old bear poop. Big old bear poop. My. Uh, and so you took that home with you? No, no, no. I don't, I don't see. I don't know what you do out there in the woods. Nah, not that. Oh, that's that's a really good one. We should keep it. <laughs> right, preserve it for prosperity. Uh, no, uh, my hiking companion. I saw it, and it was on the main trail. Oh wow! Uh, well, one of the main trails. I mean, right there. Somebody had even stepped in it. Who wasn't paying attention? Wonderful. Yeah. But I was like, oh, there's this, uh, there's this, a bear sign. It's like, how do you know that's a bear poop? Uh, number one, look at the size of it. It tastes like bear poop. Oh, that too. Because <laughs> only bear poop has fur in it. What? Yeah, it was very really? furry. Very furry. I did not know that. I mean, other uh, predators may or may not have poop in it, but uh, fur in the poop. But this one had a lot of fur in it. And Yeah, wouldn't like scavengers, like coyotes and stuff like that, wouldn't they have fur in their poop depending on how much of the hide they had to eat and frank reynolds and charlie kelly they have fur in their poop well yeah but that's for a whole different reason <laughs> so yeah then a few minutes later i'm walking along glancing along the end of the trees and i'm like is that a bear's head and i don't mean the bear's head mushroom i mean is that an actual bear's head 
I'm sitting here peeking through the trees, turning my head this way and that way, trying to figure out if that's an actual bear's head I'm seeing off in the distance. Well, you know, there's only one way to find out. My stupid ass went walking into that section of the woods, seeing if I could find if it was a bear or not. And? I got about three quarters of the way there, and a squirrel started freaking the fuck out. Squirrel? Squirrel. As in, I've squirrels tend to avoid people, right? Right, right. This thing come running down the tree, running, and when it started running down the tree, it was a full-on bark, just a high alert bark. It runs straight down the tree, runs straight up to me, stops two feet away from me, barking the entire time, just, and he does that for about a minute in front of me, and I'm just standing there staring at this thing going, dude, what the, I've is this squirrel got rabies? <laughs> Is he warning you? you think, maybe? maybe because he did that for about a minute, and then he just took off and ran right back up his tree. And I was nowhere near his tree. His tree was about ten yards away from me. You think maybe he was warning you? I I took it as a sign to get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, even this this uh, this is one belligerent squirrel. If the squirrels are that belligerent. Ooh. I don't know if I want to meet anything that bigger, you know? <laughs> right? It was like the old uh, cane taker or squirrel. He was sitting up there on his uh, little branch porch seeing the human come through. Stupid kids. Don't you know what? Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn and don't get eaten. <laughs> You'll see what you become. Oh, wow. So I, I took the squirrel's advice, basically, and turned around and went back out. Yeah. Left, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I also had troubles with uh, with animals. Uh-oh. This weekend. Uh, we have a bird uh, living above our front door, and it's forever shitting on my car. Forever pooping on my car. Um, Ever pooping on your car. And uh, it's like every single day. Every single day. is uh, What happens is, like, every, you know, I leave, I come out, and it's, we got, you know, there's a door, and then there's a window above the door. That's recessed a little. Mm -hmm. And so this bird built a nest right there on that recessed window. And so every time I open the door, it freaks out. It's like, oh, God. It goes, it'll sit on a branch or something like that, look at me. And then as I leave the door, then I'll fly back to the nest. All right? Then I'll go I'll go do my chore, uh, things I got to do. I'll come back. Then if I have to leave again or the next day, then it's pooped on my car. So I'm, I don't know, I'm. I kind of want to kill this bird. <laughs> what type of bird? Uh, Oriole, I want to say. You got a bright orange belly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And the only reason I know that is because Baltimore Orioles. The, uh, yeah, you, you know what the problem is, right? Mm. It knows you're a Nats fan. Okay, that's, probably, <laughs> that's probably what it is. Take that, Nats fan. <laughs> Take that. You love the National League so much, huh? Well, you you like the Atlanta Braves. He, he probably knows I like the Atlanta Braves um, before the Nats came up here to the D.C. area because I was like, there's no way I'm rooting for an American League team. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe some, maybe like uh, Cal Ripken. You know, he has some uh, like a little bird sanctuary somewhere where he trains Orioles. Do you think maybe he's like getting all supervillain with that? Like, like seriously, he's getting up there in years. Yeah. You know, he could be getting a little senile and supervillainy and be like creating these birds. He's like, I'm going to make them attack Nats, Nats fans. <laughs> poop, poop on their cars over and over again. But you think Cal Ripken would even worry about Nats fans or would he go after uh, other teams that have been around longer? Like, Well, here's the thing. Do you really want to go up against the Yankees or Boston? Some of these, you know, uh, like dynasties? 
true dynasties in American baseball. Yeah, they might have enough old school players yeah. that like one guy's got a, an army of uh, of rats from New York. The Yankees that would be fitting. See, I would I would think that the Yankees would just hire people to dress up like the baseball furies. It, it, it like break people's kneecaps with baseball bats. You think we're gonna do this ourselves? No, we're just gonna pay somebody to do it. But if you're like if you're a, if you're a team like uh, the Orioles or the Toronto Blue Jays, you know, I was like, what do you do? You train Blue Jays, you train Orioles, you know. I mean, it's it's kind of tricky for uh, a Tampa Bay because yeah. No baseball players go in the water that often. No. Maybe that's what happened to that one baseball player like I, that died on that boat down in Florida. Ooh, that's a very good... The Tampa good... Bay Rays. Yeah. The Devil Rays Tampa got him. Tampa Bay Rays. But, you know, then <laughs> then you get to the uh, like the Chicago Cubs. Right. It, it, it's just, well, they they'll uh, sooner or later the Cub ages out and they have to release him back in the wild. Right, but the, the Cubs are not going to be that dangerous. It's like... The cubs are the bait, though. Oh, look, a little bear cub, and in comes mama. I wish they took their mascots, mascots a little more seriously, you know. Oh, it takes some crazy senile old Cal Ripken sitting there training Orioles to get everything started, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then next thing you know, you know, uh, the tricky one is the Cleveland Indians. How, what do you do with that without being insensitive? Right. <laughs> you go to a reservation. Hey, you guys want to make some money? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Wow, that took a turn. <laughs> a little anyway, bit. <laughs> anyway, there's this bird shit in my car every day, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's against the law to like move their nests or something like that. Yeah. And so, um, but I'm just furious. It's like, quit shitting on my car, bird. So you think it's, you piss it off because you scare it, so it's like, okay, that's what he leaves in. When he gets back, Exactly, and so, because it'll go up to a tree and watch me get in my car, and it's like, that's that motherfucker's car. You wait till you come back. I'm shitting on that thing. Let me work it up. I'm going to go eat some berries and stuff so it's nice and purple <laughs> on your silver car. <laughs> is, is the bird what happened to your flash uh, hood ornament? No, that was that was during the snowstorm. I lost it on the road. Uh, anyway. All right, so we can move on to this next segment. Um, so I've discovered this like section in the uh, Squarespace. This is a free ad for Squarespace because uh, we use that for our website. And so um, I found this little, like, we got an amazing new feature, like, in statistics for our listeners. Mm -hmm. And so here's just a, a couple things. I'm just looking through some of these amazing statistics, and it's just a few things that I wrote, wrote down um, about our listeners. Excuse me. All right, so 30% of you, I'm sorry, 31% of you uh, listen while at work. Cool, not safe for work, bitches. <laughs> All right. 27% um, uh, 20 of listeners listen while in their car. Uh, Nineteen percent of you listen while in the bathtub, but are you really sitting in the bathtub for a whole a whole hour? Please email me if you are at madman@fxvgpr.com. If you sit there in the bathtub, um, please email me, madman@fxvgpr.com. How does it know that they're in the tub? I'm telling you, they got amazing statistics here. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so eight percent listen uh, with their pets. Four uh, percent. Touch themselves during the news worth knowing, while 15% touch themselves during Hill Hippie's Garden. All right. Uh, 3% tried to open and drink beer at the same rate as the madman. Cheers. Mm. Uh, 5% listen while doing housework or chores. And 87%, a whopping 87% of listeners 
can accurately spot the madman's lies and bullshit. Good for you. Right on. So I just, I've, I've, I found these statistics and I just thought they were so great. I had to share them with you and let you know what all that was about. So before we uh, get to the part where you get to touch yourself during Hill Hippie's Garden, I do have to tell you that um, Shock Monkey Radio is sponsored by Danny's Pizza and Subs. You can check out Danny's Pizza and Subs at Danny's Pizza and Subs. Dot com. They are located at 10657 Spotsylvania Avenue in the Lees Hill Center here in Fredericksburg. And they have a five-mile delivery radius from that location. So apologies to our listeners in Tel Aviv. Uh, you can reach them at 540-898-5008. Uh, their hours of operation are Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Sundays, they're open from noon to 8. It's always buy one, get one free pizzas at dannyspizzaandsubs.com. However, the delicious cheesecake slices, you have to buy them individually. I tried to talk them into doing a buy one, get one free cheesecake because... Your mama loves the cheesecake? No, because I love the cheesecake. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love the cheesecake. So, uh, our listeners in Tel Aviv are, are uh, boned. What about our listeners in Durham, England? Can they get Danny's Pizza and Subs? Absolutely not. Like I said, it's Damn. a, a five-mile delivery radius, and... Um, uh, until uh, uh, over at CERN, they perfect teleportation. Uh, it, it's going to be a different thing. Just imagine, though, if over at CERN, they, they perfect teleportation. It's like, well, it, it changes the game for pizza delivery in the entire world, doesn't it? It's not even pizza delivery at that point. It's pizza creation. Teleportation. Because it's, the one is being destroyed and another one's being created. It's like replicators. All right, I'd want to get into the logistics of teleportation. So um, I do have a section here set aside for Hill Hippie's Garden. Okay. Well, since we're on the topic of food. Okay. Oh, where's my notes? There's my notes. There they are. There's your notes. There's my notes. They're small. Let's talk about some of the foods that people would have eaten in the medieval... the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages, you know, since Game of Thrones is over and everyone's all butthurt, let's talk about some of the stuff that people would have eaten in those times. All right. Who do you think ate better, peasants or um, the... No, uh, nobility? Uh, not even so much the nobility, but like the, the regentry, is that what they're called? Like the knights? Oh, re- the regency? Yeah, regency. Um, I would, I, yeah, I would say like soldiers. Because most uh, most societies, especially in that era, the Middle Ages, the the way to get fed the best was to join the mar- army. Well, uh, believe it or not, the uh, peasants actually had the more nutritious meals. Oh, really? Really? Well, yeah, they had like salt beef and and stuff like that, right? The military they had stuff that uh, uh, not perishable. I'm sorry. Uh oh. Yeah, did you lock it up? No, it just we got a blue screen of death. Oh, wow. Well. well, so much for the video, so, oh, well. Oh, aye, 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 On with the show. Yeah. So, the staples of the peasant class, in England, anyway, I didn't go as far as to check in on Spain, Portugal, Germany, Norway, all those other countries. Right. But in England, the main staples of the peasant class was bread, beer, and bacon. I could get down on this diet, yo. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, doesn't it? It's, it's pretty much what I eat nowadays. There, and 
lunch was considered the most important meal of the day. Oh, yeah? Breakfast would have been bread and ale. Nice. Uh, dinner, which was small and usually cold, was like bread and ham, maybe some cheese if they had the uh, the, the livestock to produce uh, to produce the cheese. Medieval medieval Lunchables. Medieval Lunchables, yes. <laughs> and lunch would be like uh, the bread, which was the brown breads. Like we have the whole grain version of it yeah. versus the white bread. Because white bread was only for the ones who could afford it because it had to be sieved to get it white. And that's, right. that sieving takes out all the good nutrients in the bread. Right. So, uh, then you'd have your ale and like a, uh, a porridge, usually mushy peas or something similar to that. Yeah. And Lovely. salmon or some other fish. Salmon was very much considered a peasant's food because it was everywhere. But it has so all the good fatty acids in it. and That sounds like a hell of a meal to me, Jack. Doesn't sound bad. I mean, I guess it matters the amounts. Uh, where a a knight, his br- his lunch would consist of uh, pudding, like uh, pears and spiced wine. So he gets fresher stuff. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know, like like that Christmas pudding type idea, but without all the bread. But it'd still be like cinnamon, cloves, all the spices in it. The, the, the spiced wine sounds good. Do you get any of that? I do not have any of that. Yeah, oh, bummer. But I'm sure somebody, there you go, there's your next uh, ad. Go after uh, Total Wine and more. I'm sure they'll get right behind you. (laughs) Uh, Then they have uh, bread usually made from uh, smelt grain, which was easier to uh, turn into the white bread. Right, right. And it would be, uh, it was also lower in gluten, believe it or not. Oh, good. And so the, the bakers would get up early in the morning and the night would get the, the upper crust slice of the bread. That right, upper the, crust. That's yeah. where that phrase comes from. Exactly. Yeah. Then they would have uh, beans with uh, lake, uh, bacon and leeks in it. Doesn't sound too bad. And usually some rabbit to go with it because not, uh, rabbits were not as wild back in those times. They were kept in wardens. Yeah. And uh, they like yeah, but like they they thought of them as like. It's virtually replenishable meat. Right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, just wait a week and it's, everything's fine. you got plenty to eat again. You know? Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> those motherfuckers fuck like crazy. Yeah, exactly. I'm so jealous. So that would be what the uh, the Knight's household would have. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, there was a much, much darker thing that went on in the Knight's household. All right. It was very well believed that uh, the cooks and the doctors of the Middle Ages worked in close quarters to each other because food was connected to health. Right. Yada, yada, yeah. yada. Kind of makes sense. The knight would wake up in the morning, wake up, stretch, put on some clothes. I don't know how he slept. It's England, probably cold, so he probably had a lot of furs on. Doctor would come in, put his hand on his forehead, feel his temperature, you know, look at his eyes, check the complexion of his uh, skin, take a urine sample, taste it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And you know why the doctor would taste it? Because uh, you could accurately like tell if people are sick if, if you do taste people's urine. Particularly the honey disease. Yeah. You know what the honey disease was? Yeah, tell me. What, is, it, is it like diabetes? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Somebody with diabetes. When your piss tastes like sugar. It's sweet. Yeah. So they would tell them, well, your, your urine is... Overly sweet. You yeah. need to avoid sweet foods. Yeah, you need to quit eating sweet foods. You're pissing honey, bro. 
it is the right color and the right sweetness. It's just a little thin. No pudding for you. <laughs> Damn it. I'm pissed off that the thing cut out. That would be a good thing to clip right there. I know, right? <laughs> anyway. Wow. Anything else? No, that's about all I got for... Uh, after I found out about the doctor's uh, sampling the night's piss, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I've kind of lost interest now. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I've heard of those practices back in the Middle Ages where, I mean, yeah, they would, I mean, that was a good way to, like, tell it, I mean, even, like, looking at your poop. Mm-hmm. You know? So. So nowadays, the lower, you know, the peasantry back then, the lower class had it better off than the lower class nowadays does because all we can afford is the ultra-fatty, preservative-laden bullshit. I've been on a steady diet of political stuff. So I kind of like had to promise to myself not to get into politics while I'm on the air. And it's like, I want to give our listeners a break. I wasn't going into politics. I was well, just talking about the the food market. I understand. But believe me, they eat way better today. The poor eat way better today than they did back then. So anyway. Okay. You want to try to get the video up and running while I go into the next segment here? Sure. Let me know if you need any help. It should probably come right up. Mm. So I'm sitting here drinking this cold beer, and I was uh, I was thinking about the dawn of the refrigeration age, um, and I think I, yeah I was watching Back to the Future Three, uh, where Doc Brown had that huge machine in his little workshop where he made that dirty ass like shit shit ice, oh like, yeah all that trouble to make the shit ice, and he's like iced tea and even Marty <laughs> Marty is just fresh from the future right so he's still like no, that looks like poop ice right you know no thank you. Uh, a pass. Mm-hmm. But Doc Brown's obviously been there for a while, and he's like, "That's good, that's awesome." <laughs> I haven't had a cold. I haven't had iced tea in ages. Yeah, so I, I, I guess I saw that. And I was. Uh, that's when I started thinking about the eight, the dawn of the refrigeration age. I just wonder if like Fred Wolf or Nathaniel Wales ever finished their invention on a hot day and just decided to sit inside the fridge <laughs> and be one of the first humans to actually chill out or chillax, as you, as it were. And Could be. Yeah, and they'd sit there and dream of somehow converting the fridge into something that pumps cool air into, into their houses in the summer. <laughs> Verily, twould be the scat if I could condition the air as such within mine home, or however they talked back in the 1800s. It would be the scat. It would be the scat. <laughs> anyway. So, wait, 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 wait. So, you know, scat singing is bad? It's what scat means. They, they didn't have scat singing back in the 1800s. They wouldn't know what you're talking about. Scat singing, verily. Uh, wait, but then, like, after refrigeration came around, when it was, like, people started to, like, getting into people's homes mm-hmm. and so forth, um, I, and how long after refrigeration got into people's homes, people were like, oh, shit, the butter's tough as hell to spread now. What do we do? It's so tough. So I was like, what do we do with the butter? I, I, I guess maybe not everything needs to go into the refrigerator. <laughs> right. So uh, so you had these debates about what you put into the refrigerator, what you don't put into the refrigerator. And I'm sure you even have these uh, conversations today, depending on, depending on the size of your refrigerator. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's on the screen there. Right. Uh, so, um... Yeah, so, uh, and what about baking soda? All of a sudden, you know, after refrigeration and, uh, like, sliced bread 
it was it's fine as it is i can as long as i can see there's something okay there. yeah you're good then yeah all right um baking sodas like as soon as like sliced bread came around and as soon as um uh uh refrigeration came around people are like we're not nobody's using baking soda anymore and this is what armor hammer armin hammer thought armin hammer says i know we'll tell people we'll leave an open box of armin hammer inside the refrigerator here to make everything smell nice right yeah sure because you know people weren't using the refrigerator quality of the refrigeration wasn't as good food wasn't was going bad mm-hmm. refrigerators were stinking mm-hmm Let's face it, the power grids probably weren't as reliable, you know. They weren't. They weren't. That's Hey, guys, true. you want to get rid of that stink fridge? Here's what you do. You take a box of Arm & Hammer, pop the top open, and you put it in your fridge. You let it sit, and those bad odors will disappear. <laughs> okay, and then you have to realize that at some point during the dawn of the refrigeration age, uh, there was the first person who realized that they really liked eating ice. You know, and so like you go, you could go anywhere today and you'll see some people chewing ice out of a cup. Oh, yeah. You, you know, especially in the summer, you know, you'll see that. It's, I guess I maybe that's something else I saw that somebody's like just chewing ice like crazy. And, and there's always that person who loves doing that. Mm-hmm. All right. You'll always find what, like, I don't know, like one in 50 or one in maybe even 25 that loves. I love chewing ice. I don't know. It's like it's like rocks or something. It's like, and so there at one at some point during the dawn of the refrigeration age, there was one guy who just started eating ice. And it was like, damn, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, I feel so cool. But then again, he was probably also the first person to have brain freeze. Absolutely. And so he's sitting there <laughs> eating the ice. He's eating the ice. He's like, oh no, oh no, something has gone horribly wrong. I've poisoned myself. A demon has possessed me. Wait. Wait, hold on. I'm not going to be killed by my own invention. I think I'm okay. The Lord has spared me. I think I'm okay. And then, you know, the next thing you see somebody else who's sitting there eating ice. It's like, slow down, buddy. (laughs) And they're like, why? That didn't make any sense. Was I trust me? Because I told you. And he was the first guy to say, I told you, <laughs> when it comes to brain freeze. And, and to those people who uh, enjoy chewing ice, I posit this question. You've never been in the hospital, have you? <laughs> because one time, that's all you can have. Okay, I'm hungry. You can bring me some food. Here's a cup of ice chips. I said food. You can't have any food. Yeah. After that, you don't want to. You don't want nothing to do with no eating no ice chips. So you're recording again, huh? Are we recording again? Or? We are. Oh, awesome, cool. So it's just in time for the news worth knowing. Do you want to get into the news worth knowing? Always. I would love to, but first we have to talk about Flashback Comics. Flashback Comics is based out of Woodbridge, Virginia, and they have tons of new comics, back issues, trade paperbacks, toys, and statues. They are located at three one one two P.S. Business Drive. And it's just off of Smoketown Road. It's in one of those little uh, business park thingies. They are open um, Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And on Sundays, they're open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And uh, be sure to tell them that FXBG Pirate Radio sent you. Pirate Radio? Did I say Pirate Radio? Yes, you did. Oh, man. (laughs) I am sorry. Please tell them FXBG Public Radio sent you. That is a faux pas. We used to be called that, but now we're not. So, Yeah, dude. If yeah. you need a reminder, just look down. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so it's written on my damn shirt. You'd think I'd know it. You'd think so. 
You'd think I'd know it. Anyway, so uh, speaking of middle-aged medicine. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll get into the first story for the news worth knowing. Um, a traveler fined $15,000 for smuggling thousands of live leeches into a Canadian airport. Okay. Okay. A traveler caught with nearly 5,000 le- leeches in his luggage has been fined. Um, he has been identified as Ippolit Bodun- Bodunov of Niagara Falls, Ontario. Uh, he had flown into uh, Toronto Pearson International uh, from Russia in October 2018, carrying 4,788 leeches in his carry-on bag. 4,788. Yeah. Officials later determined the leeches to be a species of regulated medicinal leeches per a news release from the Environment and Climate Change Canada. Yeah, uh, so on May 24th, he pled guilty to violating Canada's Wild Animal and Plant Protection Regulation International. Oh, my God. Hold on. He pled guilty to violating Canada's Wild Animal and Plant Protection and Regulation of International and Interprovincial Trade Act at an Ontario court. Whew. You just ran a marathon there. <sighs> I love you, Rebecca, but, you know, fuck Canada. <laughs> uh, anyway, he was sentenced to pay $15,000 fine, uh, which will be appropriated towards the government of Canada's Environmental Damages Fund. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I'll put him in free parking. Uh, he is also banned from importing, exporting, or owning any animals protected under the International Convention on international trade in endangered species. Cites. C-I-T-I-E-S. You, you have too many too many words in your acronyms, Canada. Or international convention. <laughs> uh, for one year, he's not able to own or transport, import, export any of these creatures. Um, he had originally flown into Toronto on October 17th, where a trained dog sniffed out the leeches. They have, they have dogs trained to sniff out leeches? I guess so. Or was, okay. it the, or was it that the dog was bored? It hadn't had any action in a while. And it's like, there, that smells different. There's something fishy about that, that's for sure. Yeah. There's something fishy about I, that. I, I can't imagine somebody training a dog to sniff out medicinal leeches. That's a very specific and very yeah, and uh, limited functionality. Here. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we've been doing this for 20 years, and this is the first hit we've ever had. We've gone through seven dogs already. <laughs> and not a one, this is the first one to see any action. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're, the leeches are confiscated. Um, the species is valued. This is why he was smuggling them. The species is valued for uh, its medicinal anticoagulative properties. Um, this is what an expert at the Royal Ontario Museum said. Um, a sample of the leeches was also sent to the American Museum of Natural History in New York, where tests determined that leeches were harvested in the wild, per the news release. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, he reportedly told airport officials the leeches were for his personal use <laughs> <laughs> and that the leeches' wastewater would enrich his flowers. That's a pretty pretty solid defense, I guess. I guess, but... I mean, five thousand yeah. leeches yeah. for his garden. How big's your garden? Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and how are you going to keep all these sons of bitches alive? We know what leeches eat. How have they been kept alive? Is what I I'm wondering. What did he come? Was he all pale and anemic and like, <laughs> shaking? <laughs> 
Dude, was was there a dried up husk of something in that bag? <laughs> the dog, the dog wasn't actually chained, uh, trained to smell leeches. It's just the dog said, "There's something funny going on in that bag." And the guy sitting there, this guy's like twitching and anemic. He's like, "Can I help you?" <laughs> or he had there's he, something fishy going or on. Or he here. had some other animal in there that the leeches were eating on, yeah. and it was just dried out. Uh, and the dog's like, "I smell bones. I like bones." So that's what I mean when it comes to medieval medicine is because leeches are still used in medicine, you know? Yeah. It's it's easy to get all indignant about how people lived in the Middle Ages and stuff like that, but hey, man, we're still using leeches. Oh, yeah, this dude was... Supposedly he was going to use it for his garden, but yeah, is that what he was doing or did he just have a... Is that what he said he did and he just got a really weird fetish? He just gets off on the leeches sucking on him. You know, some people have these fantasies of being the vampire. He wants to be the vampire cattle, and this is the only way he can live out that fantasy. Oh, yes, masters. Drink of me. I suppose that's the only thing that makes sense. That's the only thing I can come up with. If it's not for selling them on the black market or something like that. You know what would be easier? Finding a partner in the, uh, the land wherever these leeches were harvested. Yeah, it didn't say anything in the article about where they're from. Russia? Maybe. I'm sure Russia has places with leeches in them. Probably southern Russia. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. But yeah. Anyway, we can move on to this next news story. Police say the Holy Spirit saved a speedster from a ticket. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. All right. uh, Anyway, German speeder uh, was saved from a hefty fine, according to the police. Um, at the very least, he has Mother Nature to thank. Okay. Versen police have shared a speed camera photo on Facebook that shows a dove in flight covering the face of a Renault Twingo driver <laughs> caught doing 34 <laughs> miles per hour in an 18 mile an hour zone. <laughs> Timing is everything, right? In between the camera and the dude's face is a dove with it flying by. Uh, yeah. So the department mused that it may have been the Holy Spirit. Uh, appearing as the dove. <laughs> so was it? Are they sure it was the car that was doing the thirty-four, or was it the, just the dove blowing at breakneck speeds and turning it, it off the camera? I don't know how sensitive those cameras are. I mean, in Germany, anyway. Right. Uh, we have. Uh, <laughs> um, and what? Just because it's a dove, what makes it think that's the Holy Spirit? Well, I I guess they're like. You're the Christian. Is the dove the symbol of the Holy Spirit? Uh, it was used in, like during the baptism of Jesus when when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, and like the skies parted and a dove came down or something like that. It's, the dove has uh, frequently been used as like a, a, a symbol of Christianity. Okay, um, I, I wouldn't say that. I would say it's just timing, <laughs> extremely lucky timing. I don't think God sends doves to block people's faces for speeding tickets. Probably not. I would hope He has something more pressing to deal with. Here on Earth. You know, like keeping the planets in their orbits so everything doesn't come crashing apart? I mean, if you want to get... Because that's very detailed. That's a very detailed involvement in Earth for such a minor thing. Right. You know, there's there's you know more important things you should be doing. God. Maybe that was... You know, there's always that whole butterfly effect. One, the opposite mm. flap of a butterfly's wing here will cause a tsunami somewhere else. Maybe if he gets, this guy got a ticket on this day... You know, the next Hitler would have rose. That's possible. That could be. That could be what it is. Maybe that 
God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> so, uh, so the police, they said, uh, we have understood the sign from God and leave the speeder in peace this time. Uh, they also added that they hope the driver will take the hint from above and not repeat the violation, <laughs> which would have uh, uh, carried a 105-euro fine or $117. And w- but they could see the license plate on the car, right? I'm assuming? It looks... Because those license plates in Europe are pretty fucking massive. Yeah, it looks like somebody photoshopped it out. Of well, this picture, but uh, right, because they don't want people doing that. So you know, they know who owns the car. Well, it could have been like a rideshare vehicle or something like that. And like, yeah, like I, I, so I guess yeah, if it it's matter. a rideshare vehicle, it would have been yeah, they, uh, they registered been, to yeah. a corporation. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, ac- oh here it is. Uh, according to the authorities, the Dove was also above the limit, but since we don't know. <laughs> So seriously, how sensitive are these cameras? <laughs> Not only does it know that the car was doing uh, the speed the car was going, it was able to uh, figure out the speed of the dove as well. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got to do? Sight God? Yeah. Walk into a Catholic church or a <laughs> no, Lutheran but... church and say, "Hey, yo, you owe me one hundred and seven dollars in fines." Uh, and they said, "But but since we don't know where the dove needs to be in time for Pentecost, we also have to have mercy on it." Come on. How Christian is this police department? Apparently pretty Christian. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Germany seems to have an issue with speedy birds these days. What? As a, see, this is, I'm what? questioning. Yeah. Uh, as a pigeon went viral in early May when it was clocked in the speed camera at 28 miles per hour in an 18 mile an hour zone. Here's what I'm saying is like, how sensitive are these cameras? They're maybe too sensitive. They're, yeah. They're picking up birds and not people. And the better question is why in the hell is a Pigeon traveling at 28 miles an hour. Sometimes they got to get there fast. I guess. I mean, uh, the car car we're going to poop on, it's on the move. We got to get to it. See, here's what I mean. I think they decided to let them go and the pigeon go because um, they are not sure what triggered it, if it was the pigeon or the vehicle. Could be. So that's what I think the issue is with this this photo. Yeah, you can't even tell if that's a man or a woman in this picture. It's such a perfect time. It's the wing covering the face. It's just, <laughs> go look for this if you'd like. I mean, it's, it's so perfect. I got to check that out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so speaking of squirrels and how they're just, you know, let's be honest, they're rats. They're rats. Uh, a Cheeto-loving squirrel hangs out at Seattle Playground and waits for cheesy snacks. And most likely avoids use needles. It's it is Seattle. Hopefully, yeah. a squ- maybe the squirrel's got a problem. A squirrel at a playground in Washington State has reportedly become addicted to goldfish crackers and Cheetos. They are delicious. They are delicious, and I don't blame the squirrel for liking them. However, no. that's a rat. Uh, Kevin, who is actually a female squirrel. Oh, Seattle. Gender anyway, fluid. Yeah, He's a gender fluid squirrel. Anyway, Kevin. This is Seattle. Well, it, it tells me that a kid named it first, and then some somebody who knows if it's a male or female squirrel, like I know. I don't know if male female. male. I can't tell them apart. You know how you tell? Mm. The big sack. Yeah, right. Their nut sacks are uh, ginormous, and they hang out yeah, on the I'm, backside. I'm not really looking at a squirrel's nuts. I've skinned enough, and I've watched them in the forest enough to where the motherfucker will turn around and say, like, oh, there's his balls. Well, that's what I mean. If it's named Kevin, it's probably a kid who first named it. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, this uh, Kevin, the female squirrel, has been frequenting uh, Discovery Park in Seattle 
and even cozying up to any park goers in the hopes of obtaining a cheesy snack. Quote, she'll go through zippers, tear through backpacks, strollers, climb into the stroller. Very dexterous, said one witness claimed to Q13 Fox. You know that's a rat crawling on your baby, right? Very dexterous. Yeah, they're a fucking squirrel. You ever seen some of the shit they do up in the trees? Anyway, uh, many residents consider Kevin a nuisance. <laughs> well, that sounds like the smart people in that neighborhood. Anyway, but one grandmother who frequents a park with her grandkids says Kevin is not aggressive. He goes through zippers, climbs up in your stroller. That's pretty aggressive to me. Oh, he's ravaging your shit to get to... He sounds like a junkie to me. Yeah, junkie robbing you for Cheetos. Yeah, what's going on is he's finding these uh, needles on the ground, goes over, pokes himself, gets his little high on, yeah. and then after his high starts running off, he's like, I got the munchies. I need me some Cheetos, man. I don't know if heroin works that way. Um... This is a, a quote from the, the grandmother who frequents the park with the grandkids. Quote, I battle with it, you know. I, th I don't think it's a good idea to field, feed wildlife. No. But it's fun to have the opportunity to teach my grandchildren about the animals and how to respect them. The woman added as Kevin climbed up her leg and took a cheese puff directly from the bag she was holding. <laughs> That's robbery, lady. You are being robbed. And just because it's cute, doesn't not make it a rat. Anyway, other parents and guardians, meanwhile, have voiced their disagreement. It's a little annoying for parents, one mom said, who spoke to KUOW, adding that the squirrel gave her four-year-old four-year-old son nightmares. <laughs> hello, what? Hello, child. Come talk to us, and we'll grant you wishes. <laughs> <laughs> gave their kid nightmares. Yeah, if you, if you, what type of bag have you been keeping nah, your kid in? No, nah, it was Rick and Morty that gave him nightmares. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, my son is apprehensive about coming to the park. Mom, I don't want to see the squirrel. We shouldn't bring snacks to the park. This is what her son's saying. I don't want to get robbed by the squirrel, Mom. Yeah. Those squirrels, the, thing, the difference between rats and squirrels is that squirrels are cute enough that they can get close enough to rob you. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, who else? Uh, chipmunks. They'll do that, too. I, uh, you don't see many around here in uh, FXBG, but when I lived up in North, man, it's like the chipmunks, man, they get they get away with so much more because they're so much cuter than squirrels. You make a good point. I ain't seen a chipmunk in a while. I think they hang out mostly up north. Well, I, where I grew up in West Virginia, which is in the, v, uh, the well, very southern tip yeah, of West Virginia, they, there was, they were a plenty out there. Well, that's what I mean. They like, I think they like mountainous terrain. Might be. And hills and so forth. All I know is I mistaked a chipmunk for a squirrel hunting one time. There wasn't nothing left. Yeah. They're, they're tiny. Uh, another woman said she knew she wouldn't be giving Kevin food, but she just couldn't resist. You people are idiots. And in one instance, the woman said Kevin ignored an apple slice and waited until she threw a goldfish cracker instead. <laughs> this, you guys have spoiled this fucking squirrel. Well, it makes sense, you know, because squirrels are not known for eating fruit. They're more on grains and yeah. nuts. I, I mean, I, it does make sense, I guess. But Now, if you had some apple seeds in there, maybe caught his attention. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I, I can't. What are you doing? You're not feeling feeding a monkey, right? A shock monkey. Do, 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 do. All right. Uh, yeah. Animal control officials have declined to take action because, you know, at the left coast, the police they don't do a damn thing. I don't know if you know what's going on over there in the 
left coast lately. Yep. But I keep it up with the news and stuff like that. Like I said, I'm trying not to be political. And so the park goers are super. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but a couple of park goers, goers who are supervising children at Discovery Park said the community needs to work out a solution regarding Kevin and possibly the used needles. Yeah. And poop on the streets. Uh, anyway, quote, this is Kevin's home. We need to be smarter about it than just, just, just shoo Kevin away. Good luck with that. You're right. Go away, Kevin. Whatever. <laughs> oh, 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 you mean I can't do this anymore? Oh, shucks. All right. I'm going to pack up and go. See y'all later. Thanks for the Cheetos. All right. It don't work nope. like that. It don't work like that. All right. So let's go in the next story. Go Marlins. You'll never hear me say that in any other context. <laughs> All right. Here's the story. Marlin jumps into a boat, slashes two fishermen. <laughs> okay. Two Australian fishermen are recovering after a fluke occurred. Oh, fluke occurred. Dun, 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 dun. That's not funny, Fox News. It was a nice pun. I get it. Yeah. Uh, this happened on Thursday, and it left them face-to-face with a thrashing marlin. The men, along with another friend, who was smart enough to get out of the way, uh, were traveling on a rigid-hulled inflatable boat. What? Off the coast of Costa for, for marlins? You're in an inflatable <laughs> boat. Off the coast in the ocean. R- rigid hull inflatable boat. That's probably like one of those party boats. You know, it has the, the metal pontoons. Okay. I think that's rigid hull inflatable. Hope, hopefully, but... I hope so. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so this is off of the coast of Coffs Harbor in New South Wales uh, when they struck the marlin, causing it to fly out of the water and into their boat. This is what Nine News reported. The fish, estimated to weigh over 175 pounds... That's human size, by the way. Yeah. Uh, then managed to lacerate and fracture the arm of one fisherman at 46, who was 46, and slash into the shoulder of his brother, 48. Go Marlins! Jesus. Before flopping out of the boat. The third, he wins! The Marlin wins! <laughs> well, he got in, did his damage, and got out without taking any uh, any hits himself. Third fisherman was unharmed. Um, so was that a was that a natural 20? Yeah, that was a natural twenty. I'm gonna try to escape. You don't have a, you don't have the escape artist skill. I'm going to roll under my physical prowess. The older brother was treated and released from the medical facility on Thursday night. A rescue helicopter transported the 46 year old fisherman to a hospital at Coffs Harbor. Although he was later transferred, imagine that phone call, dude. You, you need to slow down. A marlin did what? <laughs> you caught the marlin, it jumped into the boat, stabbed two of you, and left? <laughs> How much have you been drinking, sir? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that they got hurt and everything, but hey, most most fish, most marlins, you know, they don't they don't get that kind of revenge. No. You know, and I, I think that that's, it's like, people will, like, talk trash about, yeah, I mean, bass fishing, yeah, it's a little unfair. But if you're if you're out there for fishing for marlin or shark or something, you know, barracuda or anything like that, something like, they can fight back. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a little bit more. I mean, it, it can be uh, more dangerous than hunting at times. Yeah, especially like if you're hunting rabbits or squirrels or something like that. I mean, or something stupid like a shark fishing on a kayak. Yeah. Well, people do that. I know. Well, it's like all these people recently. I mean, people going up and. It's that time of year people are going up Mount Everest and people are dying, and I'm just like, when are they going to learn? Anyway. Not everyone's cut out to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the 46-year-old, uh, he's in the hospital in Coffs Harbor, Harbor 
um, and he's he's stable. So I mean, they're gonna make it, but what a hell of a story, right? Right. <laughs> hey, look, you I ain't never a, gonna yeah, believe this one. I lost. I almost got killed by a marlin. <laughs> I got my ass kicked by a fish. Yeah, his arm was sliced from wrist to elbows with the tendons and flesh exposed. Oh, wow. This is what uh, He's lucky he didn't bleed out. Yeah, I'm, that's why probably that's why they airlifted him. Um, this is what Nikki Voss said who, who was a witness and they spoke to 7 News in Sydney. Uh, Stanley Young, a local fisherman who works with the charter service with a charter service in the area, added that uh, both men were lucky to be alive, especially the guy who got speared in the shoulder. It's like being stuck with a sword. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> The said, yeah. swordfish? Yeah. Uh, neither of the men's injuries were believed to be life-threatening. Well, I mean, he could have bled out. The dude with the yeah. flayed wrist, definitely. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I, I guess they were able to patch up the bleeding pretty quick. Somebody was smart thinking on that boat, uh, boat and applied a tourniquet at QFH. Yeah, yeah there was a, thir- there was a thir- uh, third guy who remained uninjured, so I'm sure he was on top of it, I, I would hope. One or, would have to guess. Or they're never going to invite you fishing again. Yeah, right. But uh, he may not want to go fishing again. Now, after that, he's like, no, I'll, I'll go, just not with you fuckers. Well, just imagine coming home. How was your fishing trip? It was like two guys got stabbed. <laughs> back I think up. You're, what? Back, back up. <laughs> what? I think you're doing fishing wrong if people are getting stabbed. What are you, fishing from, you know, I don't know, like, what's a bad area of Australia? I ain't got a fucking clue. Downtown, I don't know. I don't know. Were hey, you fishing in downtown Chicago? I'm from Australia, mate. No. <laughs> that was a long boat ride. <laughs> all the way Freezing. Around, all around so all around South Africa, all the way up to St. Lawrence Seaway. Anyway, <laughs> that was a long boat ride. And two people got stabbed. Well, they said, you know, Canada, you know, Canada said they're not going to take them to they just flew them all the way to Australia. Yeah. It's like but, you stupid, stupid fuckers. No, go, go, go. We're done. All right, let's move on to the next story. Uh, Massachusetts man says intruder broke into his home and cleaned it. What? All right. Um, a Massachusetts man came home earlier this month to discover his house had been broken into and cleaned. Nate Roman, 44, told the news outlets that he and his five-year-old son arrived at their Marlboro home on May 15th and found the back door open. Roman said he inspected his home and discovered nothing was missing. The presumed intruder, it appeared, had tidied up the place. Quote, nothing was damaged, nothing was taken, just arranged in a really creepy way, Roman told NBC. Uh, he said he could smell bleach and other cleaning solvents, while in his son's room, which was messy when they left it, was neatly arranged and the bed was made. Here's the icing on the cake. An origami rose made out of toilet paper was left on the bathroom door handle, he said. <laughs> Roman said it is possible that a housemaid may have confused his home for another residence. Uh, Marlboro police say, uh, said they have no suspects or leads in the case, but the situation will be considered breaking and entering a misdemeanor offense, KCRA-TV reported. Uh, you think that's the case? You think somebody acts like a housemaid got the wrong address? If broke a, in? A, a maid service did, got to the door and the door was locked, then no, they'd have left. If your door was open, maybe, but... Maybe they left the back door open, and it was like, oh, they must have known I was coming. Go yeah, and clean. Yeah, that could have been the case. Yeah. But, you know, it typically, you know, maid services, like if the kid's room is a mess, they don't tidy up. 
like that. You know, they'll go and they'll do like a, a toilet clean, a counter wipe down, but you, you're supposed to have most of your stuff put away. They're like more of a sanitation service than anything nowadays. Do a vacuuming or a, uh, or a uh, mopping on the floor. But picking up kids' toys and putting them in places, no, they really don't do that type so, of so shit. So you think that was like some malicious? Would you even call them malicious? How, how could you call it malicious? Or was it just like somebody, they had an... Uh, like uh, OCD friend who came over and visited and it just bugged the shit out of him, bugged the shit out of him. Finally, he's like, I can't take it anymore. Breaks into the house and straightens up the whole place. It's like, oh shit, I broke in. Let's put a rose in the bathroom. Maybe it'll, but here's the thing. It'll I mean, make it better. The rose, the rose made out of toilet paper. Does that seem like, I don't know. Does it seem like something that an OCD person needs to do? No, it seems like somebody who's like, creepily obsessed in a romantic way with you would do <laughs> look I broke in I cleaned the house and here's the rose Nate. love me Nate Roman yeah do you think he's a ducky somewhere you think <laughs> he has a ducky somewhere I think so oh wow that's weird doesn't say if it oh, I think this I think this information is relevant I need more from this news article you're dropping the ball Fox News I need to know more it's like I need to know this man's marital status any creepy ex-girlfriends. Right. You, you'll regret it. Oh, or maybe he gets a call from an ex-girlfriend. He's like, so, uh, is your house clean or what? <laughs> oh, you don't say. Somebody broke in and cleaned it. Oh, if only you had a woman in your life that could do stuff like that for you. Right. I, I think there's probably more to this story. Uh, yeah, I think so. There's probably more to this story. But we're not going to know because yeah, that's all we get. Anyway, so um, this is my last story, and I want to, you know, I, I, I kind of like to, uh, I don't know, end it on a somewhat interesting and or positive positive note. But this is um Jewish Massachusetts, Massachusetts, is that close enough? Massachusetts, Jewish Mass, period, <laughs> teens save man with swastika tattoo from drowning. Police say. A group of Jewish teenage boys who helped save a man with a swastika tattoo uh, from drowning in Massachusetts Reservoir last week went to make sure uh, he knows who the rescuers are. The 14 spotted the unidentified man. Of course, he's not giving his name. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to be known as that. Right. Uh, yeah. Unidentified man on Thursday night as they walked near the Chestnut Hill Reser Reservoir around 10 miles west of Boston and quickly alerted the police. Uh, quote, as I approached them, this is what, uh, yeah, as I approached them, two of them ran up to my car. This is what Boston College Police Officer Carl Mas Maschioli told WBTS. They said there was a body in the water. Uh, the officer arrived to find a man motionless in the water, and while pulling him onto dry land, he said he noticed a swastika, swastika tattoo on his hand. I kind of let the gentleman know sometimes some deeds have a funny way of turning around, he said. Their good deed had a little bit of a twist to it. Imagine <laughs> coming back to those kids. Well, yeah, yeah, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He has a swastika on his hand. No, it's like tattooed. It's, no, it's not going away. Right. <laughs> uh, the students, who also were not identified. <laughs> no, you want to give your name for a statement? No, no. no never mind. No. Yeah. I don't want to be known as the guy who saved the, uh, the, the, the white supremacist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the students who are not identified, they told um, the officer they don't have any regrets about their role in the rescue. But they said they wanted a man 
uh, they wanted the man found in the reservoir to know it was four young Jewish boys that helped save his life. <laughs> oh, so you don't like the Jews, huh? Well, guess what we did? Well, I mean... Jerk. I respect that. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I get it's it. A, it's a little bit of an in-your-face kind of thing, but absolutely, that dude should know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, quote, this is uh, what Maschioli said. Uh, quote, a good deed is a good deed, and that's part of life. We should be helping everybody out. Authority said the man is the drowning man is supposed to make a full recovery. Well, I hope you learned something. Plus, I mean, you know, tattoo removal is expensive. Yeah, but uh, tattoo cover up not so much. Well, I mean, what can you make out of a swastika? You, uh, you can put a square there. Yeah. So if I see if I see see the dude with a square, it probably he, means he's learned the error of his ways. I now, started growing up my hair. <laughs> so uh here's a good question okay the kids absolutely did the right thing in saving this man All right but did they interfere with god's will was god trying to take out one of the evil nasty people and they just come along and fucked it up well i don't believe i don't believe in that per se i don't th- i think that you know our our deeds is can be god's will for example uh Saving his life, I think that's something God wanted. I don't, I don't want to get too religious on this, but I mean, I think that you know, God, I think God loves us all. And I think eventually, I, I, I think you'd be surprised if you got to heaven and you saw Hitler up there. You know, I, I was, I was just so versed. I understand. I mean, I get it now. <laughs> and I mean, there are people like who say that you know, if, uh, if God. You know, if God is omnipotent, then even God is more powerful than evil, and and sin. And so I think that there's a there are people who have some interesting ideas that because a lot of a lot of people in the concept of hell, they really like the idea of people they dislike going to hell. That's why there's a phrase like you go to hell, right? You know, because there's a little bit of revenge. It's like evil people, uh, good people, quote unquote, good people want evil people to be punished, and so like trying to understand. That is like, hey, maybe God can even forgive the sinful. That's a really tough thing for humans to even consider. Right. So, I mean, woo, we could do another hour on that, my friend. It's talking about stuff like that. Because I'm, 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 all, I'm, I'm all into like politics and religion and stuff like that and, and all sorts of stuff. Um, I have a bunch of books that you can buy if you go over to Amazon.com. Um, search for Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's. Uh, yeah, and I got like five books up there. I got like the three exit thirteen books, and I'm probably not going to continue. Uh, <laughs> the Ravings <laughs> of a Madman. Uh, it's a book of all my crazy ramblings, um, and I got the Bunny Years, a memoir, which is going to fly in here, uh, which is a story about a superhero named Jack Rabbit. Um, so yeah, go check out my books. Amazon.com. Search Scott L. Robbins. Um, please, please, please go over to patreoncom radio and become a patron. And this is how we can bring uh, better content for you. We can upgrade our cameras, upgrade our computers, so we don't the video doesn't cut out like halfway through. And uh, we can get things you know better quality video for you. And we're going to put as much content for our patrons as we can. Of course, we're going to have little clips and so forth on my YouTube channel. Which search for the Madman Lowercase Hill Hippie also has a YouTube channel. Search Hill Hippie. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, this has been we are we are Shock Monkey Radio. This is I'm missing something. Oh. Uh, teespring w-t-e-e spring.com slash store slash madman lowercase and you can get some nice 
nice gear like this T-shirt I'm wearing. Um, uh, yeah, we got some, a bunch of stuff up there for some swag. Some some swag, and that also goes to help us upgrade our computers and stuff like that, so we don't crash during a during a show. So yeah, this is Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you. Who are you? I'm the Hill Hippie, and I'm wishing you all peace and love. All right, then you hit the button there, and then there's a shut up. All right, in the it's over there. All right. <laughs> he gave me the fingers. Yeah.